Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, <laughs> one arm flapping minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Amanda's in the news. You okay, buddy? And uh, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> and then back and back uh, back again, wrapping up the week. Pat Driscoll, welcome. Hey, gang. I'm just flapping my arm over here. <laughs> yeah. So the minute uh, we're going back to minute 110, and it begins with uh, George. Uh, tell, accusing Biff of of conning him and Biff f- just arm flapping around oh. the car. Oh. <laughs> you know, then, I will say I will say this about oh, no, with, hold going. on, hold yeah. on, and then ends with Marty celebrating the existence of his new four by four. Yes, fist pump. Which, and in and, and that moment, we're kind of like, I wow, is this what this character? Is this what this has been about? It's a bummer, right? <laughs> Because yeah. he's like kind of the music that plays is like the look of like you know when Costner sees his dad coming out of the cornfield you know yeah yes but it's like yeah. I a got car. my truck this is a very capitalist movie like yeah. right oh no no absolutely I mean that was that was the that was the whole impetus behind like that idea that I had for a Back to the Future four sequel was just like mm-hmm. it's very me centric which is the eighties mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean I I love it because I mean like. In a grand scope idea, I mean, who knows what he screwed up as a result of what he did in 1955. But for him, everything's good, and he's our hero, and so it's fine. He's got his 4 by 4 Right, right. So it's it, it's fine. It works really great in the movie. I love it for the movie. But it's like, as soon as you widen that focus out yeah, beyond totally. their house, I mean, Hill Valley could just be a hellish <laughs> a <Yeah>. hellscape. <laughs> who knows? Right. Even more know. of a hellscape. Yeah. We don't know, but he uh, has that truck. Yeah, he does have that truck. I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of bummed that we don't get to see any of of Hill Valley. Like I I wish he would drive the four by four around and like maybe there's like less graffiti, maybe the school's in better shape. Like you know, yeah. like it would have been nice to kind of see like oh he really did fix the whole town. He's kind of like the the secret George Bailey of Hill Valley. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. He uh he he drives it around in the third one, right? Yeah, Back to the Future yeah. 3, he drives around. Because that's when he gets in the drag race with uh, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> As, yeah, right before he becomes a nihilist in The right. Big Lebowski. Sure. <laughs> exactly. So what were you going to say about Biff's uh, arm flapping? Me? Nick? No, Nick. Oh, I was going to... I uh, I kind of... You know, Biff seems like kind of a... Like kind of a big a big teddy bear in this universe. Um, and, you know, yeah. I mean, we, we find out in the opening seconds of part two that it's all a facade. But um, it's, it's you know, it's kind of like, oh, he seems like he's happy to be a part of the McFly family. I mean, he he enthusiastically tells, like, oh, Mr. McFly, you know, your books are in, your books are in. You know, like, he's he's excited with them. Right. And I kind of I mean, like that because... I think it works for this movie on its own. But, I mean, like, like with, you know, the big bow at the end, happy ending that it needs to have. Yeah. But... Once you're a ra- like an attempted rapist, I don't think sure there's any coming back from that. It's a it's a weird move. It's a weird well, move. Well, I like it because it you give the impression that George, in his in Biff's old position, would treat Biff better than Biff treated George. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't yeah. bully Biff. He doesn't like degrade him as a human. He's like, oh, he's this weird guy that I went to high school with, and I oh, always like, trying to get around. away with something. Yeah. Always like raping my wife. <laughs> <laughs> this scamp. 
Oh, he's trying to get away with something. You know, oh, maybe man. they had like a Remember really. Remember that time he tried to get away with me and we fell along? Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. they had like a really oh, long God. talk about it where he's like, oh, Mr. McFly, can I. Well, you know, Biff, if we're going to employ you, I think we. You know, we've had I was talk, in a really bad place. We've had we've we've had a we've had a long time coming. We need to talk about what happened at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. <laughs> oh, Mr. McFly, I was off in pain all the time, and I'm a different guy now. And yeah. I found the Lord and all this stuff. Like, oh, okay, we'll we'll give you we'll give you a shot, Biff. I'm going to need oh, you to Biff. apologize what? to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that Biff, what a character! If you hadn't been a living monster that died, I might not have married the love of my life. <laughs> yes, George. Monster. What Lorraine? <laughs> Yeah, Biff he's really definitely does he's really come asking off. now. It's not accusatory. Yeah, <laughs> what Lorraine? He, <laughs> he does come off here as like a like a little kid in a way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's a weird. I mean, I I just want to know what he's gone through, um, in these thirty years. Like what what happened to Biff immediately after the enchantment under the sea dance? Well, again, you know? I think the right move here is a looper style like yeah, montage. Totally. God, I want to see that. Do the Biff movie. That's 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 what I want to see. I'm, Biffer. I'm so interested to see. Because I mean, what if? <laughs> what's weird? What's it's really weird is that Biff is like this when you mm-hmm. know for a fact that Biff was in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. no question, Biff was a hundred. Biff was like the comedian in Vietnam, like. Just torching villages. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's got like he's got like eighteen kids in Vietnam. Oh, so I was gonna say he was more like D'Onofrio in Full Metal Jacket. Sure, that works too. Why not? Um. Either way, I mean, he was a psychopath for sure. Sure. He just the way he carries himself. He kind of remember that one like hunch. Uh, that's probably a very inappropriate term, but you know that one disfigured character in Three Hundred that like betrayed Leonidas. Ooh, I haven't seen that movie. Yeah. I saw that movie exactly once uh, in a preview screening and was like, oh, yeah, that was a movie I saw. It was fun. I'm good. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. it really that sure. much either. I don't need to ever see it again. I was like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know for sure because this isn't really part of the public discourse yet, but I think that was really racist. I'm not sure, though. Um, <laughs> it's not, turns out it yeah, was. I'm pretty sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, 300? Yeah. Something tells me. <laughs> it's just history, Scott. <laughs> oh, God. Different obligation. Oh. Yeah. Uh, speaking of history. Yeah, there's a, there's, a, uh, there's a bit of a contradiction here because when Biff brings in the box mm-hmm. and he says, oh, I, I think it's your new book. I was like, oh, new book. So it's not his first book. And then immediately Lorraine says, your first novel. And I was like, wait, what? I'm confused. Is he writing nonfiction well, maybe, somewhere? Well, maybe he's had, like, yeah, maybe he's had, like, a book of short stories. Maybe he wrote, like, a biography or something, you know? Maybe he was, like, an academic writer before. Yeah, and this is this is his first novel. Like, you know, like, oh, Chuck okay. Klosterman wrote a few books before yeah. he wrote, like, a novel. That's true. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. All also, right. Biff stupid as shit. Well, that there's that. There's also that. Um, I, I think a in the match back, made in space. That is a long book. Yeah, it's really it's a Stephen King sized book. Yeah, it's like Infinite Jest. Yes, <laughs> and I'm it's, sure Jest is good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, that is insanely long. 
I think that um, the the author photo on the on the back of the book. I think George looks a lot like um, like early '80s Spielberg. I actually thought that was Spielberg at first. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. And I wonder if that's intentional. Oh, that's okay. that's weird. That, I don't know. I don't really see. I will say I think he looks a lot older. That too. That definitely. He doesn't. He doesn't. His hair is not windswept. He's way well, more. He, he's way more eighties. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, Would you read that book? Oh, in a heartbeat. Are you kidding? I'm surprised they haven't had someone write it. To like, they, especially with the Back to the Future Day that just happened, like doing something to tie it into that. Because people well, they would did, do it. They did release the book. Oh, they did? Yeah. Um, but apparently, according to like a listener who actually like bought it, um, it's on Amazon and you can buy it, but the pages are all blank, apparently, so it's like a total cop-out. It's just like oh, a prop really? thing. Yeah. Um, but but they I did, they did put it... They should commission someone to actually write it. They should, yeah. Um, for sure. But there is, uh, there is a synopsis, and the synopsis is uh, pretty amazing. Um, it's, uh, we talked about it, um, way earlier during, uh, during the, the, the Darth Vader from planet Vulcan scene, but, uh, just to remind people, I'm going to read the back of the book, uh, just, just so we can appreciate this all over again. So it says George McFly's best-selling first novel is now in paperback. Um, so this is the, the version that they're selling on Amazon is a paperback version. Oh, so it's not even going to look like the one Lorraine holds? No, no. That's stupid. Um, And here, this is what it says. Theirs was a love that was cosmically ordained. Or was it? Raylene was from Chicago. She was young, beautiful, and her heart belonged to another. Roger was from Kansas. He was young, ordinary, and an innocent at age 14, or an incident at age 14, had caused him to shun the opposite sex. Garth Garth DeVade from the planet Colvin, where love was unknown, uh, is sent er, sent to Earth on a mission regarding the fate of the entire universe, a mission involving Raylene and Roger. But what was his mission? And how could the lives of two young people have cosmic repercussions? Was Garth DeVade, with his ability to create sonic frequencies, powerful enough to melt a human brain, really a galactic matchmaker? Or did he have a secret, insidious agenda? Find out in a match made in space. Sounds like it'd be a fantastic episode of Mystery Science Theater 3. Yeah, right? Exactly. Oh, man. (laughs) Garth uh, Garth DeVade. Garth DeVade. And Planet the Colvin. Colvin. Also, my favorite part of this description is that an incident at age 14 made Roger shun the <laughs> shun opposite, the opposite sex. sex. Yeah, like, what was that? What, what, what? was the Wait, incident? That's, that's what I want to know. Let's, let's dig in. Let's find out what that incident is. The hashtag lipstick incident. <laughs> I, uh, man, crazy. Sounds like a shitty book, George. <laughs> Doesn't sound great. Doesn't sound like a real page turner. <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. is, it is a thousand pages. It's like a, <laughs> it's, it's just, like a stand length book. 
I think in this universe, I mean, we, we kind of hinted at this last week, but I think in this universe, I really, really think that there is no L. Ron Hubbard in that, and George is L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> and this is, this is his battlefield earth. <laughs> How amazing would it be if, like, Mr. McFly, it's your book, and it's, like, you know, like, like the source. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to see. I want to see in uh, in Back to the Future Two. I want them to have made a movie of of a match made in space, and it stars John Travolta. Oh God! <laughs> as Garth Devade in like his crazy no, it really makeup. it really works out though because like George is totally like Lancaster Dodd. Uh, Lorraine is absolutely Amy Adams, and that would make Biff Joaquin Phoenix. Biff, oh, hold yeah. these tin cans. Yeah. Speak your truth while I shock you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to ask you some questions and don't blame me. <laughs> Have you ever been in love? <laughs> yes. Do you remember times that you were not alive? No. It's a great movie. <laughs> just just Lorraine giving him like an angry hand job in the bathroom. <laughs> this is, oh, God. We attack. We got to attack, George. They think we're stupid. Oh, oh. boy. Um, I love that movie. So, uh, so yeah, I guess, I guess if this, if this, uh, if the, if the idea that we're going with is that George has been making, writing like textbooks and stuff, sure. uh, he's making a lot of mo- money on textbooks. Maybe he's been writing smut <laughs> under like a false pen name. Yeah, yeah, or, you know, very much like L. Ron Hubbard, where he would, like, you know, punch out, like, a hundred or so, like, short stories, like, in a month. Oh, is that what he would do? Pulp stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was a total, I mean, he would, like, just hammer out adventure stories, outer space stories, jungle stories, and he would sell them to magazines, and he was like, well, they don't need to be good, they just need to be long. And because he was L. Ron Hubbard, he was a master of, like, you know, bullshitting stuff out of his butt. (laughs) <laughs> and he was able he was able to like just turn in work at a at a massive like rate, and wow. that's how he like paid the bills like at first like when he was like in his, in his early twenties. Wow, yeah, crazy. So that's what George. It's just writing yeah, okay. westerns and shit. I can believe that. Sure. Um, and and then Biff brings Marty's Marty his keys. And he's really excited about it. Yeah, he calls Marty buddy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, buddy, here's your keys. It'd be sweet if we didn't know he was an almost rapist. I know. It's like that one that one horrible, big, huge, unavoidable thing just really kind of <laughs> defines Biff. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, what a weird And, and what deservedly a... so. I mean it was yeah. a bad thing. It would have been great if Marty had taken the keys and been like, Thanks, Biff. And by the way, I know what you tried to do to my mother. I was there. And I then just walked away. He's and he just like he just he just leans forward and goes, Calvin Klein. Klein. And then just I like, was there. And, and then I it's like always the, wear a suit to the office. <laughs> <laughs> and like he just Biff just like vertigoes out. He just has yeah. like he just breaks. <laughs> he finds some poor girl and makes her dire die <laughs> poor woman and makes her dye her hair bleach out her hair yeah. dress <laughs> in green I want your yeah. voice to be more breathy and weird <laughs> do it 
about your dress. I need you to put it on. Oh. <laughs> Just makes her makes her dress like Lorraine at the enchantment <laughs> under the sea dance. This fit 1950 style dress. And then it takes her up, and then takes her up to the clock tower. Yeah, run up to the clock tower. Right, this all works. Runs this works. The clock tower. Yeah. <laughs> this works. She has to fake. And then a death. nun comes like right the f out of nowhere and scares the fake Lorraine. Yeah, she falls to her death. To her yeah. death. And that's yeah. it. That's the and then movie. and then abruptly cuts to credits. Yep. Yeah. When back when <laughs> movies just used to get the hell out of there, I, 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 I really miss that. You know, uh, we got this whole epilogue to shoot uh, Mr. Hitchcock. I, I, I want to go home. <laughs> oh, screw it. <laughs> no, the husband got away with it. She's dead. Come screw on. It. I'm three days under budget. Let's just go home. Yeah, like Coke money. That. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Hitchcock always shoots three days um, under budget let me, so he can. Let me ask you something, keep... Johnny. Do you want to work for three more days? Or do you want a hooker tonight? <laughs> oh, uh, hooker. <laughs> you ever see James Stewart on Ambient Sun? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's a wonderful life indeed, my friend. Yes. <laughs> oh, Alfred, come on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, he, so, he probably he probably saw this. He was still alive. Do you think uh, Do you think Marty's four by four is uh, brand new? Do you think he just got it, or do you think Do you think alternate eighty five Marty has had this four by four for like a year or six months or something? That's true because it is. He does hand them the key, and there wasn't like a ceremony like Marty, your new car. It was like yeah, right. that's your car. Yeah, I think yeah. he's had it. Especially the reaction of, like, I'm the last one to know about this. So right. Yeah, totally. For a while. My question is, is that the same 4x4 four four that he saw by the dance studio earlier that day or earlier yesterday? Like the exact same? Yeah, and does that person now not own a 4x4? Four four? Well, that person never did, I don't think, right? Yeah, that was, like, going – that was for sale, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Okay, I thought that was, like, someone's car. No, no, no. It was on the back of a truck, I think. It wasn't, yeah. like – yeah. Yeah, is that not how you transport your cars? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a car, and then I have a truck that I drive it around on. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, mega car. You're right. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, that's all I got for this minute. Yeah, kind of a quiet end to the week. Ah, uh, it's a good. Uh, it's a, this is a solid week. Good really week. Solid week. Yeah. Uh, Pat, thank you so much for joining us this oh, week. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. <laughs> so great. Uh, is there a minute or a moment in Back to the Future 2 that uh, you'd like to call dibs on? Oh, geez. Put me on the spot. At this moment? Um, you have to give me a couple of – give me a day. Okay. But definitely <laughs> would love to do it. Would love All to right. do that. Fantastic. Um, well uh, – well, uh, that uh, that wraps up uh, one ten, and this week we've only got a week and I think a day left. I think we've got six episodes left now. Um, so, uh, but we'll be back next week. In the meantime, go to our website, backtothefutureminute.com. Leave comments. Uh, let us know. Let us know of the guests that we've had on the show. Uh, which, which ones you? Which ones are you especially excited to have back on? 
because um, we can make sure that uh, we can make sure that we lock them down. Yeah, who um, are your favorites? What were some of your favorite moments during this podcast? Yeah, 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 and uh, and I mean, you know, we want to have a we want to have a mix. Uh, on Back to the Future 2, we want to have a mix of new people and returning favorites. So let us know who your favorites were so we can make sure that we lock them down um, while also leaving room in our schedule for some for some new people. Do you have anyone blood. do you have anyone that we haven't talked to that you think would be a good fit on the show? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, be a Michael Podcaster. We had one pretty major uh major uh person. Um Yeah get get attached to the show for for back to the future 2 which i'm really excited about um, yeah no i'm a, academy be... award winner adrian brody joining <laughs> yeah. us it's hat. it's gonna be but it, it will be a pretty big pull for us i just don't want to say who it is in case it falls through but uh, it's it, it's michael j fox yeah, you sure. can tell. <laughs> um so uh so anyway um yeah, so let us know uh, your favorite guests and everything. Uh, you can also email us. We've got credits coming up, and uh, we're going to need emails to talk about during those credits because otherwise, God forbid, we have to do just, like, so much research. Um, so uh, <laughs> just, to, just to fill 15 minutes. Uh, so email us, contact at backtothefutureminute.com, and get on our mailbag episodes during the credits. You can also send us messages uh, on uh, on Twitter and Tumblr at BTTF Minute. Uh, lots of uh, great listeners there getting in touch with us, letting us know what they like, and uh, and and doing some uh, fan art and stuff. It's pretty it's pretty amazing. Uh, also, you can like us on Facebook. We're we're over there and leave us iTunes reviews. And if we get uh, fifty of them, our plan right now is to come back in June with Back to the Future Part 2. But if we get 50 iTunes reviews by April 1st, we will come back on April 18th um, with uh, Back to the Future Part 2, Minute 1. Uh, so so, so get in there and do that. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back in June. Um, either way, we'll be really happy to have 50 reviews. We'll also be happy to take the break. So, you know, either way really just works out for us. Uh <laughs> Um, and then also go check out our other podcasts, uh, The Doctor's Companion, our weekly Doctor Who podcast uh, that we do with Cassandra Fredrickson. And then also Geek by Night, our original audio drama about uh, five friends who run a comic book store and also have superpowers. Uh, so go check that out. And while you're checking out podcasts, go listen to the other podcasts in the Minute family, Star Wars Minute, Goodfellas Minute, and Jaws Minute. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Have a good weekend.